I wanted to read two accounts of the same event in uh, the New Testament, starting in Matthew chapter 20, page number 1175, verse 29. And as they went out from Jericho, a great crowd followed him. And lo, two blind men sitting by the wayside, having heard that Jesus was passing by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, Lord, son of David. But the crowd rebuked them, that they might be silent. But they cried out the more. They cried out the more, saying, Have mercy on us, Lord, son of David. And Jesus, having stopped, called them and said, What will ye that I shall do to you? And they say to him, Lord, that our eyes might be opened. And Jesus moved with compassion, touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes had sight restored to them, and they followed him. And then in Mark chapter 10, page number 1207, verse 46, and they come to Jericho, and as he was going out from Jericho, and his disciples and a large crowd, the son of Timaeus, Bartimaeus, the blind man, sat by the wayside begging, and having heard that it was Jesus the Nazarene, he began to cry out and to say, O son of <coughs> David, Jesus, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, that he might be silent. But he cried out so much the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus, standing still, desired him to be called. And they called the blind man, <coughs> saying to him, Be of good courage, rise up. He calls thee, and throwing away his garment, he started up and came to Jesus. And Jesus answering, says to him, What wilt thou that I should do to thee? And the blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may see. And Jesus said to him, Go, thy faith has healed thee. And he saw immediately and followed him in the way. I read these two accounts. Because uh, there are slight differences between them and uh, some of the phrases are very interesting. And in the first one, <coughs> in Matthew, he, it speaks about the Lord passing by. These blind men, they had a great need and they knew they had a great need. They were blind. Were unable to see. I don't know how long they had been blind for. And I can't imagine what it's like quite. Although if I close my eyes like you, you, you can appreciate what it would be like to be blind. But not really. I don't really appreciate how awful it must be. Never being able to see clearly. And that was their pressing need, as they saw it, that they might be healed from their blindness. That they might be able to see like others around them. That they might be able to see clearly. That was their pressing need. That they were conscious of every hour and every minute of their lives. That they were blind and they could not see. They were fumbling around in the darkness. But they have heard of this man called Jesus. They had heard with their ears of the fame of Jesus. 
and they had an opportunity. This man was passing by. Jesus was passing by. What an opportunity they had. The saviour of the world, the son of God, righteous and holy, full of grace and mercy and love. They had heard that he was passing by. They had an opportunity like no other and they were going to make the most of it. And tonight in the gospel, you may not be physically blind, but you have a pressing need if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ is your saviour. You have a pressing need to be cleansed from your sins. And Jesus is passing by. What do I mean by that? That he is available. He is available today, tonight. Our lives are caught up in a whirlwind of things that we do. Work, events and activities. But now is an opportunity. Tonight you have an opportunity to hear the Lord speaking to you direct tonight. That you might be conscious that he's passing by as it were. And he's listening out for your call. It was so obvious to these men. Blind men. Oh they had a great need. And they called out. Didn't they? I like referring to the mark. Because it's the individual that's emphasised. And the gospel is deeply personal and individual. Having heard it was Jesus the Nazarene. He began to cry out and say, O son of David, Jesus, have mercy on me. Have you got to that point in your life that you know that there's such a pressing need for your sins to be forgiven? The darkness of it all. How many sins have you committed in your life? I wouldn't like to count the number of sins that I have committed day by day. But I thank God that the Spirit has worked in my heart, that I've cried out and said, Oh God, have mercy on me, the sinner. And that's the call that he wants to hear tonight. Jesus is passing by and he wants to hear that cry tonight from your heart. Oh God, have mercy on me. Now is the day of salvation. We cannot promise another day. We can't promise tomorrow. And for these men, these blind men, the Lord was passing by and he would be gone. Maybe in five minutes, in ten minutes he was gone and they didn't have the opportunity again. They knew that they may never have the opportunity again. Quite possible they would never see the Lord again. And they used the opportunity. Used the opportunity. The Lord is passing by. He wants to hear your call to him tonight. Oh Lord, have mercy on me, the sinner. How great in crushing is our need before a righteous and a holy God that we have committed sins that are not acceptable to him, that are abhorrent to his very nature. And that matter needs to be dealt with. There's not much talked about in the world today about sin because it's an uncomfortable truth that men do not like to acknowledge their sinfulness before a righteous and a holy God. But the believer can talk about these things because he knows that he has been cleansed from these things. Cleansed from sin. Made righteous before God. What wonderful realities these are. These are not abstract theories, my friend. These are realities that we can have our sins 
all those transgressions washed away entirely before the sight of a holy and righteous God. And it's possible in a moment in time tonight that you can walk out of that door with the understanding and the knowledge that your sins have been forgiven. What an opportunity, my friend. Do not pass the opportunity by. Do not reject the gospel. You may never have the opportunity again. Think of David and the depth of his repentance before God. I might just refer to it in the Psalms. Page 721. Psalm 51, verse 1. Be gracious unto me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the abundance of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me fully from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is continually before thee. Against thee, thee only have I sinned. I have done evil in thy sight. And it goes on. What a beautiful, you might say, passage this is that shows the depth of repentance that was there in David's heart. He knew that he had a great need to get his evil deeds um, right before God. And he did. He came before God in repentance and they were cleansed. How wonderful it is. And it's that spirit that God desires us to have tonight in the gospel. If you feel a need to have your sins forgiven. If they're pressing, pressing upon you. If you're uncomfortable with the thought that uh, you will take them into eternity with you. What a fearful thought, my friend, that is to the unbeliever. The thought that you will be judged according to your sins. My friend, there is no need for that at all because Jesus has been the way of the cross. Oh, what love. What love has been displayed by Jesus. The righteous and holy Son of God has come into this world that he might lay down his life. The one who was righteous, the one who was holy. That we, the undeserving, the unrighteous, the filthy, might be saved from our sins that might be cleansed entirely. Think of that atoning work at Calvary's cross when he suffered the just judgment that was due to you and I at Calvary's cross in three hours of darkness. We cannot plumb those depths when it says prophetically of him that the weeds were wrapped around his head. Oh, my friend, none of us can plumb the depths that he went to, but we can say that that work was complete complete for me. Can you say that that work is complete for you? He said, it is finished. No doubt. No room for any doubt, my friend. That work is completed entirely to God's satisfaction. 100%. It is finished. The matter of sin has been judged, has been poured out upon the head of the Saviour that you might go free. And he's waiting for your cry. For your cry. Think of what it says in Mark that he stood still. He's passing by and he would stand still for you. In a world that is full of turmoil and so much for us to do, so much for our lives to be busy, busy with, the Lord is, would stand still and is listening for your cry. He wants you to talk to him, to speak to him, to pray to him, to call out to him. And that's 
what he is listening for. <clears throat> it says here, Jesus answering says, What wilt thou that I should do to thee? And the blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may see. And the Lord would say to you now, what do you want? He's not talking about physical blindness for you. The implication for us in our age is, what do you want, what do you need? And for us, it's the same as David, to be forgiven from our sin. So, my friend, I won't be much longer. There's no need to be long in the gospel. It's the Spirit's work. And I pray that the Spirit might work in your soul tonight. I know he is pleading with you. Indeed, the Lord himself is pleading with you that you might come to him in simplicity tonight. Own your sinfulness and your sinful state before a righteous and a holy God and turn from it that is repentance and have faith in the work that he has done. How thankful we can be that the Lord has laid down his life, has suffered entirely and absolutely the just judgment of God. And there is nothing left but blessing for us that we might confess his name, that we might have repentance before God and have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. These things are available. Jesus is passing by tonight. And you may never have the opportunity again. The preacher cannot promise that. I can't promise Monday that the opportunity will still be there. I can't promise you that the Spirit will work in your heart and your soul. That you might come to Christ. I can't promise you your life that you will be here tomorrow. But there is now, and now is the well-accepted time. Now is the time to come to him, call out to the Saviour before it is too late. The men are walking, and this world are walking in blindness to their deaths. And I fear for them and what is coming before them. But now is the opportunity for you to be cleansed, for you to be freed, for you to know a living, loving Lord and Saviour. We were reminded this morning of the reality of not only his death, but his rising, his ascension into heaven. The fact that he is resurrected, he is a, a living man, raised to die no more. May you know that in your heart by the Holy Spirit. If you're a believer in, a believer in Christ, may you have that fresh impression this evening. I pray that I might have that fresh impression this evening. Because we are feeble in our hearts and our minds and doubts come in. But the Holy Spirit has been given the most precious gift to us. To understand the reality of the Lord's present love to us. Not just, and I say that carefully, his tremendous love to us in the laying down of his life. That we might understand the reality that he is truly risen from amongst the dead. And that he truly loves us now. And he's waiting for our call. Well, may you, if you don't believe in him tonight, today is the day of opportunity. Jesus is passing by and he's waiting for that call. Lord, have mercy on me. And he will most surely answer it, my friend, despite the doubts and the fears that you might have. I'm so happy to tell you that the gospel does not depend on you. We are unworthy. We are worthy of nothing but judgment. 
But my friend, if you call out to him, it all has, depends on Jesus and the work that he has completed. And there is nothing unsatisfactory about that. It's completely satisfactory. God has raised him from amongst the dead because he is well pleased with the work that the Saviour has done. Well, my friend, now is the day of salvation. Now is the day of opportunity when you might know the love and the mercy towards you in Christ Jesus. May you trust in him for his name's sake. Amen. Amen.